What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Senior Coach Sports Podcast, brought to you as always by the Big Picture Sports Group. I'm your host, Aiden Broderick, joined as always by Jack Coleman, but by a special guest, BCD. So, welcome, D. How's it going? Oh, thanks. It's going great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, we're very excited because it is Clemson week here on the Heights. We're getting very ready for that, and we thought, who better than the BC fan living near Clemson? So. We're just excited to talk to you, you know? Yeah, I'm stuck down here. I've been down here eight years now, and my husband went to Clemson, so, you know, kind of wow. consumes me. <laughs> the enemy. You went, you crossed enemy lines. I know, I know. But we are both from New Jersey, so. There we and go. And that's all that counts. That is all yeah. that counts. And so are we. We're so. Jersey boys through and through. <laughs> yep. Where, where in Jersey are you from? Um, Chester. Chester, it's okay. near Morristown. Oh, okay. okay, cool. I went to Mendham High School. Yep, that sounds kind of familiar. I think my dad uh, worked up that way. Okay, uh, if you're Del Barton, like. Yep, we're, we're CBA guys, so. Yeah. Del Barton and CBA are probably. Yeah, kind we of know them. <laughs> yeah. we, we've run across them a couple times here and there. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the high school, that's the past. Now yeah. we're talking about BC. And before we get into it, obviously you're alum, an alum, and this is something that we do with all of our BC alum guests. We want to run through your housing, right off the bat so we know exactly where you came from <laughs> okay um let me see freshman year i lived in chevris okay. nice um sophomore year i lived in a new dorm that wasn't called like i don't know what the name is because it wasn't named at the time it was i think new dorm b which is across from the dining hall so Vandy it sounds like it's Vandy. It sounds like Vandy. unless it's the one unless on the other the side other. across the street yeah 90. 90 now. Yeah. Okay. It's called okay, so 90 now. But 90. Cool. Good spot. Okay. And then um, Edmonds, which has been bulldozed, right? Oh, Where oh okay. I guess so. Was that, so that was just junior housing back then? Um, because I played soccer, they um, I got four years. Oh, uh, okay. Got you. Gotcha, okay. Gotcha. Um, and then senior year, uh, Rubenstein. Okay. okay. Yeah. Ruby saw it. That's honestly not one of the last lotto, lotto picks. So we didn't get a mod. But we're happy in Riverside. I mean, no Newton either, and that's always a plus. We're we're Gonzaga guys. We're from Upper, so we we get the culture up there. Um, And then we were ninety, or excuse me, Vandy. Oh yeah, Jesus, it's already COVID getting to me. Um, (laughs) And then this year we're on Foster Street, and we're up in the air. So who knows (laughs) if we'll even be on campus. So um, yeah. what, what about your playing career and your, and your time here? What was some of the highs? What was your best sports memory? And, and did that transition into you becoming what BC media kind of claims is the ultimate super fan now? I think you can claim that title. Wow. That's uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I cho- – well, first of all, being from New Jersey – I honestly thought I was going to go to Rutgers and play soccer at Rutgers. And I postponed or canceled two of my recruiting trips to BC because I was like nervous and it's kind of like a homebody, you know, like wasn't sure if I could travel all the way up there. So um, my parents made me go on up to BC on a visit. So the weekend I chose was the Seton Hall Boston College basketball game. And um, this is when we were in the Big East. So this is like 1993, February of 1993. And I was a huge Seton Hall fan. So like, that was what, like, okay, we're gonna, we'll go up for this, yes. And so I was rooting for Seton Hall in Connie Forum. 
in the student section. I was kind of like, you know, and uh, BC <laughs> won on a last second basket. Wow. They ended up 63 to 62 and Seton mm -hmm. Hall and BC were tied for second in the Big East at this point. And it was just, Connie Forum was like magical. It was packed, packed. I mean, the enthusiasm from everyone was great. And that's when I was kind of like, oh my gosh, this place is really special. Like they are so into sports and like so into like, you know, school spirit and everything. So that's kind of why, um, what really, really, you know, attracted me to the school was just like, everyone was so nice and there's so much school spirit and a beautiful place, Boston. I just loved it, I fell in love. So, and I think that's a lot of that's an experience similar to a lot of people too. I think when you get that first BC game in, and especially a win and a last second one at that, yeah. you know, it, the Heights is a magical place when it's winning. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was Billy Curley that put the oh, the last second. Yeah, wow, you guys probably weren't born. <laughs> nope, no, no, <laughs> but still heard the name. Yeah, it's yeah, a legend like that. That's crazy. Yeah. So what about your playing career with soccer? Did so, you play all four years? What, what I was did. I, I started all four years. Um, I was a forward. Um, it was a wonderful experience. Um, I don't think people know how much dedication goes into it unless you actually like are a student athlete there. And I think that's why I'm such a huge, huge fan because the um, student athletes put in so much time like you don't have the normal the normal college experience where like you know you can't go out all the time and you know you have to go to bed at a certain time or you know you have to go to practice you got to go to class so i think why i started to become such like a huge fan and try to get people like psyched up for the games um, is one, because I just know what it's like to have people root for you. And you, you know, you want people to come watch you play. You want people to cheer you on. Um, and then moving down to Clemson, the Clemson area, you go to their games and it's a whole different atmosphere. And I was like, well, BC yeah. is so special. I'm like, why we can be like this? I mean, a smaller version, you know, 45,000 fans, but um, I just really, you know, I really like to support the student athletes because I just know it's fun to have people cheering for you, so. 100%, and we're friends with a bunch of some of the student athletes around campus now. Um, yeah. Definitely a grind, and I respect it a ton. Yeah. And, and, you know, we try and, show as much support as we can, either whether it's the podcast or calling games or whatever it may be yeah. uh, for them, because we know it's definitely a grind. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm very curious, like BC this year with Halfley coming in and everything, you know, this could have been the year, our, our first kind of glimpse out of mini Clemson um, because off campus and, and everywhere else, people are watching the games this year. Oh, yeah. it, there's a different yeah. vibe around uh, BC athletics this year in total by everyone across the board, whether you're a guy, girl, it doesn't matter. I think everyone's watching these games. So it's going to be right. interesting to see when fans are back, you know, what that vibe in alumni stadium is actually going to be like. I think it's, it's going to be something really special. Oh yeah. I I'm so excited. The happily hire was great. I mean, it's a total 180 from where we were. So oh, it's really refreshing. hundred <laughs> percent. What was your initial gut reaction? Like when Halfley, when it was officially Halfley and, Oh, I was so excited. I, I kind of, I mean, I was pretty uh, loud on Twitter in the fall uh, about uh, 
change of coaching was needed. We all were. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't ever want to like something, you know, like I always wish people well, but like we just, it was time for a change right. and it was overdue. <laughs> and, and, and it was, but you know, Adazio and Halfley are completely different guys and completely different styles. And I don't even think it's necessarily a knock on Adazio, but it was seeming like BC needed to take that next step in the ACC and and kind of, you know, get the fans coming and and have someone they can get excited about and rile and kind of riled up about um, on a consistent basis every single weekend. And, And Halfley's that guy right from the start. I think the minute we knew, or I knew, um, I don't want to speak for Aiden, but he gave a speech at uh, in Conti uh, during the hockey game. Yes, yes. Incredible. Yes, yes. One, one of the best moments here I think I've experienced as a sports fan and a BC fan. The guy yeah. just knows how to work a mic and, and knows how to talk to whether it's his own team or his fans. He's perfect. And he's hired an incredible staff, too. Like, mm-hmm. the whole staff is amazing. So Definitely. And you brought it's up – so nice to like be you know not like be in the third or fourth quarter and be down and think oh we can't come back because we just the the other team knows we're going to run the ball and we don't have like a quick enough offense to you know score like that so I mean look at some of the games we've had this year like some amazing comebacks that I was just like oh my god I can't believe that happened so (laughs) the Texas State game for me with just the comeback and like fighting that entire way and then you're though we didn't win still yeah. fight until the end it's yeah. just that felt like the new culture was already there and that's yeah. why like I think Coleman was saying earlier we just wish we could have been in this stadium for these kinds of games I know you are in a way you are there but uh <laughs> <heart> cut out. <laughs> exactly. but uh it's just uh, if you want to speak on it as well but I just feel like this team doesn't quit you know they're able to yeah. be that quick offense and come back but at the same time you need the attitude the motivation as well and it's all there yeah, I um after the UNC game, I have never felt so good about losing because mm-hmm. I love to win. But I was like, you know, that was good. That was they didn't they didn't stop fighting, and we almost had it. But I was just like, oh, next time. But I mean, it, it proved a lot right there that that the team doesn't give up. New attitude. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and we were also on the call for the pit game. So we were in alumni, and we actually got oh, to that. watch it live, and it was unreal. I, that was our first sports game that we had seen live since the start of COVID. It was yes. incredible. Um, yeah, when he made that, what was it, a 58-yard field goal? 58? What was it? It was, it was 58 or 50. Was he just standing near the logo? I think it was yeah. 58. I think it was like 58 yards, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like – it was a no that's just you know you don't really see a lot of kickers that can make a 58 yard field especially in college I mean in the pros you only have like four or five guys that can do that so let alone this guy from Pitt who had missed a kick already in the game obviously went on to miss an extra point and make that in the biggest kick of his life probably up to that point incredible I felt so bad I really did though my heart went out to him when he missed the extra point I looked down I wasn't even looking at the um tv because I was like okay we're going into the you know second overtime and all of a sudden I hear like it's you know wide I was like what you know like oh my gosh so we were sitting out almost in the middle of the media suite because they uh, this year the there's not enough space I guess mm-hmm. for the home radio booth which is a little disappointing okay. but we still had a space 
and we had pit coaches to our left, pit coaches to our right. We had a divided space, so luckily we didn't need the masks when we were calling the game at least. But we – I was doing play-by-play, and I shouted. I was like, it's wide right. Like, the game yeah. is over. And I hear to my right a pit coach, like, kicking the wall or something. And I, I, can, I can only imagine. Like, that's – because they played – you know, they came back and they uh, – I know that feeling, you know, you know that feeling when you're on the losing end of something like that too. You're just like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And then you're it's nice to be on the winning up. side. <laughs> <laughs> right next door. And like, you've been working for this game all week. I'm sure it would piss anyone yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know you had brought this up before in, yeah. in talking about kind of pushing for a different coach on social media and stuff. Now, I had only really just the past year and a half kind of broken into the BC Twitterverse media uh, realm and all the people that make it up. And it's a fantastic crowd. But I didn't know that you were such a big deal to this group. I texted a couple people that we were interviewing you and they were like, BCD is legit. BCD is the absolute best. And I know. it was That's awesome. just really weird to me. I know. It's just it's really, it's really weird. It, I don't know. I'm not, you know, like, I feel like I'm like, no one special. I just, I don't know. <laughs> you are, you are the super fan and I think you need to rightfully claim it. We love it. I think everyone here is getting a kick out of it. And we need that. I mean, in a year where we can't go to the stadium and we have yeah. to root remotely and we see you on social media doing your part to get everybody excited. That's what we need. And in a year as well, where you said like, everyone's watching the games anyway, this is yeah. a year that everyone should be following. You're, you're doing your part. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. I know that's why you know this year because there are no fans in the stadium and you know people have been locked up it's been like a rough year and I was just like I'm just gonna you know like either you can laugh or cry through this stuff you know so I was just like I'm just gonna make some like funny ridiculous videos and try to get some people like laughing and cheering for the team and you know, because otherwise it would just be so boring. Not boring, but you know what I'm saying. No, no, it, definitely. Yeah, it, it, it it's has hard been to play in an empty stadium, you know? Like, <laughs> so. No, no, definitely. And it literally, the Barstool BC page just started posting your stuff too. So you've blown up on there. <laughs> I know. I was like, I noticed that. I was like, oh my, what is going on? I was like, oh my God. I like DM some of my friends. I'm like, you guys, I'm like, Actually, some of them notified me that, like, you're on Barstool. I'm like, what? <laughs> so. That's so awesome. So do you have anything special planned for this weekend with Clemson? Um, well, usually we, we've always had season tickets, but with the 19 – they're only allowing, like, 19,000 people this year. So we didn't get our tickets, but um, we are – we got tickets. We're going to the game. Um, we have a couple friends driving up from um, – He's, you know, the Brownings. Oh, uh, I was going to actually bring, yeah, Sam is my mentor from one of my clubs. He's the one okay. who put this together. So, yeah. Mom and dad are driving up, and they're, wow. they're coming to the game with us. So, and we got a tailgate spot. Um, you're not, you're not really allowed to tailgate at Clemson this year, but there's um, a private parking lot that you can buy a pass in that they do allow, like, 10, you know, you can have some people. So. Sure. That's awesome. But I mean, that it'll, it'll, we're allowed to go in at nine. So it'll be like, you know, some mimosas and bagels or Chick-fil-A biscuits. You know. That sounds ideal. That sounds like the perfect game day. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We'll be, um, I think on the BC, we're on the BC side. So I'm going to 
there's a couple, um, there's like a couple, you know, staff members that I'm going to try to wave to and say hi. And I kind of, you know, see if I can wave to some of the players. I don't know. I need to know. <laughs> will, will the Eagle costume make an appearance? I'm not that crazy. I'm not that, I know. I'm not that crazy. I'm just going to be dressed as a regular yeah. fan. Sorry to disappoint anyone. I'm, I don't. Um, I'd feel very comfortable doing that. <laughs> Keep it for post game. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think yeah. a win. We we need it, dude. We need it. If, if BC beats Clemson, I think we deserve it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll inflate that eagle and, you know, I'll body slam a tiger or something. Hey, Let's go. Yeah, That's like all. That. We love that. <laughs> Run across the field. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing I had heard about was. You had also been a big advocate for Phil Jerkovic uh, yeah. getting his eligibility. Um, would you like to talk about that at all and kind of? Uh, how you sure. I, I guess I started it. Um, Let's go. <laughs> uh, and the reason I decided to just start being like out there on Twitter about it and um, was to try to get attention. Um, he transferred in January. You know, was right. a student last year uh then notre dame comes in you know with this whole COVID thing all of a sudden they're trying to get into the acc you know for football they get in we're on their schedule now we're not supposed to play them gill who transferred from ohio state gets a, his eligibility like maybe was it two months which i was so excited for but i was like why hasn't phil jerkovic gotten his you know so that's when I went gung-ho and I was like, well, I am not letting Notre Dame dictate if this guy gets a waiver or not. Like he's been practicing, he's been through this COVID thing, he's been a student. Like it's hard enough being an injured player and being on a team and not being able to play, but he's on the team, you know, he's healthy. He has no idea what's going on. There's COVID. You don't know if there's a season. You don't know what's going on. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make as much, bring as much attention to it. Reach out to like the radio down here. There's a big um, sports radio station down here that um, I listen to and I call into. And um, I just started reaching out to like Packer and Durham on the ACC network and also ESPN, like Joe Tessitore. Um, I reached out to a lot of people. Some people didn't, you know, just ignored me. But I, uh, and I actually emailed the the president of the NCAA too. Um, awesome. Let's go. So <laughs> and I, mean, I made those funny things. <laughs> those like, funny things. like obviously we don't know what would have happened, and and Phil made, yeah, no. got his eligibility. But the way it played out, the I think that we can say you kind of ushered in the Phil Jerkovic era. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I, I just I just didn't want them to be able to say no and not feel guilty about, you know, like mm -hmm. because Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame, I don't know. It's just not fair. It would be like, yeah. Yeah. So me, like Phil is the embodiment of this new era, like seeing him on the field me like just immediately I make the connection to Jeff Halfley. There's a whole new team and he shows that. So I can only imagine, I really can't actually what, this team would be if we were quarterbacked by someone else this year. So it's just, it's huge to have him. It's just such a different yeah, I, I, I honestly didn't know how he would be at all. Like I just wanted yeah. him to be able to get a shot, you know, an equal shot as everyone else. Right. 
And uh, he's a lot better than I thought he would be, to be honest. Like, like he's really, really good. Like, could already be. Like, really, really, really good. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is like a Matt Ryan. Like, you know, so. And he's only a sophomore, a redshirt sophomore. I know, I, I know. And he has three more years, so. Oh, we, I, I've heard that some of the staff uh, believes already that he's top NFL talent uh, coming out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that could be a little biased being around here, but it seems like it right now. And he's legit. He has weapons on his team now. We're throwing the ball, which is wild to me. Instead uh-huh. of running ground and pound like we're Navy or something, this is awesome. I know. Everything's I know. going as planned. And I think it is because of VCD. I like to think that it's because <laughs> of VCD in my heart. <laughs> I know. People keep saying that. And I'm like, guys, I just anyone – anyone really could have done it. <laughs> I mean, all I did was put some stuff on Twitter. And yeah, sometimes just, that's all you need. Uh, you know? <laughs> really loud and annoying. <laughs> hey, well, I was going to say you uh, now recently have been bringing that same magic to James Carnick's situation. The transfer uh, from Lehigh, six foot nine center, who we desperately need seeing our team last year. Yeah. Some kind of presence in the paint. So how has that movement been going for you? <laughs> oh, I haven't done – honestly, I haven't done that much with that. I, I need to get on it. Um, but – yeah, I, you know, I wasn't even aware of it until, um, oh, who brought it up? His chief, uh, Langston, you know, um, DeMar Langston, right? Uh, Langford, I believe, but yes, uh, yeah. DeMar Langford, the man, who also yeah. is like yeah. equivalent for basketball, has his sons on the team. Yeah, so he was the one that like, you know? <laughs> he tweeted me about it, and I was like, I wasn't even aware, you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> so I guess that's something I need to work on. Um, I don't I, think so, because I was going to say, you tweeting it, and I also follow Mr. Langford, and it just, I, I had no idea about it till seeing your tweet and his tweet back to back. So yeah. I didn't know that this is a multiple-time situation for BC Sports, having transfer I, students without waivers. I know. I'm like, gosh, we've got to get on this, you know? Yeah. We need well, our center. <laughs> we need the big guy. You you inherited this role now though because <laughs> now you free one quarterback you, you got one eagle costume and now everyone's <laughs> going to be sending you whenever a player is ineligible so we need to make it's, it's kind of exhausting <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility yeah. it's a lot of responsibility um but uh yeah i hope he gets his waiver he deserves it i mean he everyone's getting a waiver this year i mean it's right. weird so he needs to hopefully it's, Soon. What what are your thoughts on BC basketball? I mean, that's you know kind of our next big season coming up outside of hockey, and it's been a bit up in the air over the past couple of years. We've had some great players here and there between Kai Jerome, um, but it feels like there might be a change if the whole athletics is is kind of having a a big shift in uh, perspective. I think yeah. basketball is the next one. Um. Yeah, I mean, I will always, I always root for the student athletes. I hope, I hope, hope, hope they have a great winning season. But if history, you know, tells a story, I mean, it's, it's been rough. I mean, there's very little enthusiasm fan-wise and stuff for the, for the program. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, And I really, I really want to get kind forum full of fans again. And, you know, we need, we need. We need to win. <laughs> we do. You know, this could be 
I won't say anything is a silver lining out of COVID, but maybe this is the yeah. year where we don't have, we're not allowed to have fans as of right now in college. Yeah. Uh, you know, this isn't the season that it's all about, but I, I agree with Jack that I think we are building to some kind of culture change as well. Uh, I think yeah. Jim Christian, I, I don't know how the players feel about him necessarily, but maybe with a new AD, his first big hire will be a new basketball coach. So we'll, right. we'll see whether that happens or not after this year, but maybe 2021, 22, that season becomes what this season is shaping out to be so far for Halfley and the football team. Yeah, you see the change what happened with football and look at how dramatic like oh yeah. In season we didn't even have like a spring season or like regular real practice, you know, and look yeah. at the turnaround in the players, you know, just from coaching. It, it's it's night and day. I mean, it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. You need to kind of hope that the Halfley effect you know, trickles its way into the other programs here. It, it doesn't necessarily need to be a coaching change anymore, but, sure. you know, if Jim Christian sees the job that Halfley is doing and, and wants to instill that within his own players, you know, that could be just as good of a move. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see this season and how it plays out, um, especially if there's some weird bubble tournament or anything. Who right. knows what could happen? They just canceled. I'm a big Seton Hall basketball fan, too. Um, they just canceled – uh or an orlando tournament that Seton yes, hall yep. was part of did they cancel the the bc tournament the one no that not yet not yet okay nope. so we still got um, some. <laughs> hopefully okay <laughs> that's good <laughs> but um yeah and tabs is back this year right. um from his knee injury um so yeah you never know i mean they could really surprise people this year and i hope they do i hope they do i'd love i want to make that tournament again yes we, yeah, when was the last time? 2012, earlier? I, I don't know. It's been a minute, though. I think the last time we won a game in the tournament was oh, oh. 2005. Jerry yeah, maybe Jared Dudley's Craig, time. Like the yeah. Dudley, the yeah. Dudley Marshall, Craig, you know. Right. All those. Yeah. <laughs> long time. Yeah. Um, you brought up hockey, though, or someone. I, I think you did. But I, yeah. I saw, again, on your Twitter timeline that we were ranked second in the preseason polls yeah. just behind North Dakota. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's a team that that's really like, exciting. I mean, you yeah. don't have to ever worry about BC men's hockey at all because Jerry York just keeps – I mean, like, he reloads. Like, it doesn't matter really who graduates or who goes pro early or whatever – you know that it's in good hands because right. he just has, he, he he's just proven <laughs> everyone so it's magical i mean the guy is it's a hall of famer for good reason you know he's yeah. incredible yeah. yeah um i did have one thing that we hadn't even brought up yet but i want to know what your favorite bc memory uh was at your time here whether that's sports related or not but um, yeah. What was the best me BC sports memory here while you were in attendance and maybe all-time favorite BC memory? Um, well, I would say that my freshman year was the best sports year that we had at BC. Um, that is when we upset Notre Dame, who was number one. So I was a freshman. Wow. Um, so Dave Gordon's kick. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we all ran down to, I mean, it's crazy. We all ran down to um, lower campus and everyone like, you know, waited for the bus to come. But I mean, it was just, it was just insane. That's like awesome. campus was, and that was the same year we won the bean pot. Um, and in the NCAA, we got to the elite eight 
we upset North Carolina, who is a number one seed, and we were the, I can't remember if we were the eight or nine seed, but we upset North Carolina. So, I mean, it was just, it was just a great sports year. Yeah. So, like, for, for men's sports, that was, like, the best. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. And because I played soccer, I didn't get to go to that many um, fo home football games or anything. Right. So, whenever we did, it was a treat. Um, let's see. But I would go to all the basketball games. Um, and then, oh, I, I loved um, – the game that I attended that was the my favorite was the 2007 um, BC at Clemson with Matt Ryan and to Rich Gunnell in the end zone and the winner of the game was going to go to the ACC championship. Yeah, wow. That was like the first Jags year, you know, it, it was just, I, we were standing in the end zone and you could see Matt Ryan's bomb of a pass coming. It was like slow motion. You saw Gunnell running to the, into the end zone, like, he, and he was wide open. It was just like, oh my God, we're gonna win. And then, and then Clemson had a chance to come back, but you know, they didn't. So it was, it was fantastic. The only thing similar that I can think that we had was when we actually had college game day our freshman year. We had that one point in the game where right. we were up when we got the touchdown. Yeah. And uh, who was it? I've it was never, Hunter, yeah. never heard Alumni Stadium mean, that loud. You mean um, the Clemson-BC game in 2018? Yes. Yeah, we came up. I went, we went to game day. Um, yeah, that, that crowd was amazing. Mm -hmm. I honestly was like, we're going to win. We have a chance. This 2018 team is so talented. And then um, – Brown went down like in the first series of the game. He got yep. like pancaked by I think Christian Wilkins. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So um I was like, oh darn it. And I think Dylan had a bum ankle too. So Yeah. We were banged up for that game. It was the wrong timing for it. But we were winning, like you said. We uh allowed a field goal, I believe, to start. And then or might maybe not even because it was a punt return touchdown by Michael Walker. I don't remember who it was exactly. Yep. Yeah. But I, I've never heard any uh, arena or stadium at BC louder than that moment. People were falling mm -hmm. out of the stands in the student section. I was shoved down like two rows by the people behind. Oh, yeah. You know, as I was jumping I up and down as well. It was such a cool moment. Um, I know. Obviously, the game didn't go as planned after that, but it was such a cool moment regardless. See, that's how I want alumni to always be, and I what? want people to get – in the stands before the team runs out on the field yes. it really bothers me um so like last year i came up for the florida state game which was the red bandana game and right. and senior day and we got in the stadium like 15 minutes early and it there was no like there was no fan there were no fans like i was trying to scream as loud as i could for for the team running onto the field and it was just it's depressing so i yeah. really want to get that i guess that's why i'm so passionate on twitter about this i just really want to get you know people in the stands get a home field advantage you know right. get do loud you, <laughs> yeah. do you care as much about the super fan shirt i know people in the Ooh. past have said that they miss the super fan and everything yeah. like that i um i love the yellow super fan shirt the, like classic that's right cool. Um, the Superfan shirt is after I went to school, like right. I think shortly after, but the gold, the, the mustard yellow, the bright yellow, whatever you want to call it, just pops. 
And yeah. um, I, I think, do they change it to maroon? They were. Um, and now with COVID, we haven't really had a chance to like wear it or get it or anything like that. Right. But we have yellow ones from freshman. Yeah. So yeah. we still have the yellow. So much better. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Well, they look better as a full crowd. No, I agree. I think like, I think people are just not, you know, buying in, or at least at that time with Coach Adazio, maybe or with a different culture, it wasn't buying into that. I think if Coach Hathley said everyone come to the games in obviously a normal non-COVID world, he said wear these to the games week one. I would buy in. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking a lot of people would too. Oh yeah, I think I think the attitude's totally changed, um, yeah. and I think we'll see that next year. Hopefully, I mean, gosh, they this better be gone by next year. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm sure t ticket sales will go up. We have great recruiting classes coming in. I mean, they've mm -hmm. been doing the best recruiting I've ever seen. So, oh. I mean, this is the most excitement I've seen around a program. The program. Yeah. We uh, we need yeah. you when <laughs> I'm asking a lot out of you. Of you here tonight. Seriously, <laughs> but well, I think when Halfley or anyone else um, tweets out the little gif of the eagle, I, I think you need your own gif. Something to announce to the world that new VC player is here. One of the um, players' mothers um, made a gif out of my uh, inflatable eagle slamming down the um, the football. She's like, "I gift you." I'm like, "How do you even gift someone? I don't know how. Like, I don't even know. I don't know how to save it. I don't know." How to... But yeah. that was pretty funny. Like, that's awesome. Uh, we'll use that for, for this yeah. episode. We can use Yeah, no, we will. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think we should wrap up with one final thing here, though. Obviously, you know Clemson better than anyone else, really, on in, in BC Media, I like to think, because you watch so many games. What are we expecting for this weekend? Do you think BC can, can take them, or is um, it just going to be, like, a blowout? Um, I think we could – win I do I last year I didn't believe we could win um <laughs> but this year I think that we have so many weapons um our offense has totally changed our defense has totally stepped up um we just have a new attitude uh, I think coming from behind um this season a couple times it's a huge confidence booster so I don't think we'll be intimidated. I don't think we'll be scared. I, it's going to be a blue moon. It's a blue moon on a, on Saturday. So once like in a that. blue moon, you know, cool. like anything can happen when there's a blue moon. Um, so I, yeah, I give, I give BC a good shot. So love to hear that. I, I yeah. Yeah. I mean, Clemson's kind of young, so they have some young players, even though they have, uh, you know, Travis Etienne and uh, yep. Lawrence. Um, ETN's going to break the ACC rushing record. Mm -hmm. I am so. I think he's who I'm actually most afraid of going into this game. I, I think he might run it up on us. But like you said, I do think that we stand a good chance here. We'll put up a good fight. The first ranked match of the year we already had. So, mm -hmm. you know, the jitters are out on that one. Yeah. And who knows? Like you said, blue moon. I'm riding the blue moon wave. I, I like, mean, like, like that. I, anything can happen this year. It's been such a weird year. And, like, I just believe in this team so much and you know what, they'll just go and play their best. And that, you know, that's good enough for me. Whatever happens, happens, but you know, would love to see when. <laughs> it's on Halloween too. I mean, I just yeah. like all this stuff. Oh, it's like, my favorite holiday. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. 
And we we are 31 point underdogs according to ESPN, and I yeah. think that's insane. Uh, they give us a three percent chance of winning, and I feel like that three percent is more than enough for us to take it. But we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we're still just being very slept on by the national media, and I love that we're getting nationally televised games now because with this new coach, this new culture, this new quarterback, I feel like we have something to prove, and a lot of people just haven't recognized it yet. Yeah, and um, today I was watching Packer and Durham and Andrea Adelson and, and Packer and Durham all agreed that Jeff Halfley is the – mid-season ACC coach of the year for football. We said that too. We said it too, I I think a couple weeks ago, maybe two or three games in. I think it was after, maybe even after the UNC loss that we were thinking like realistically, I think he might be. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know what else we could ask of the man. He's done like a miracle, you know, like (laughs) – with everything that has happened, he, this is like, you know, miraculous how well we're doing. So it's something just, else. That's something I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a BC otherwise Never. ever. So this is <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it can only get better. <laughs> the, we appreciate you so much coming on. You are now officially a friend of the show, which yep. is an exclusive club. Yeah. So welcome. Um, we appreciate your efforts in getting all of our players eligible. I think that's huge. Yep. And I think going forward, maybe some of your luck um, can come our way as well. Maybe, hey, I know you helped, you uh, retweeted my Barstool thing and reached out. Yeah, you want to get on Barstool, right? Yeah, let's go. I think I'm getting, no, I'm getting the BC treatment. Let's go. Who's in charge of the BC Barstool? I don't know who runs that. I'm like, who runs this BC Barstool account? I, I, I had a little bit of a uh, little bit of luck after our um, our exchange, so we. Oh, really? Okay. Well. Yeah. I hope it works out. <laughs> yeah. um, not exactly in that way with Barstool BC, but along those lines. So good. I think the BC good. effect is starting to kick in wow. for me as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Well, I love helping people out. So, like, I'll do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you helped us out tonight for sure. And yeah. hopefully, you're going to help out BC this weekend against Clemson. We'll be watching, we'll be tweeting. I'm sure we'll exchange a couple of gifts here and there along the way. Yeah. Um, but thank you so, so much, Dee. It's been a pleasure talking. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem, no. And enjoy The Bachelor. What is it that you watch, The Bachelor? Oh, Bachelorette. We, we haven't even gotten there yet. Okay. <laughs> but we appreciate you knowing that we, uh, we're big Bachelor guys. Right? So why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, so much. Thank yeah. you guys. Okay, have a good one. Thank you. Touching hands, reaching out, touching